0: Welcome everyone, I am Michael, your host for DePaganizing the Gospels. In this episode, I will be presenting notes from the DePaganization of the Testimony of John, chapters 20 and 21. This is the last episode in this four-part series. I will be taking a pause in this DePaganizing effort to refine the notes and text in order to be able to make the work available as a free download from the Polyeth Lotion Publishing website. I will continue the de-paganizing effort as I progress into the remaining works within the New Testament. I will be following the guidance of the Holy Spirit and I hope everyone else will do the same as we all get ready for the second coming of Christ. The first note in chapter 20 is about verse 2 which says, So she came running to Simon Peter and another disciple and said, They have taken Jesus out of the tomb and we don't know where they put him. The statement The one Jesus tenderly loved has been removed for being an insinuation of homosexuality. The insertion was fraudulently heretical and had the intent to suggest that Jesus had a sexual relationship with the Apostle John. In recent times, this phrase has also been used to insinuate that Christ was a homosexual in an effort to support the satanic concept of wokeness that promotes sexual immorality as acceptable among Christians. Acceptance of sexual immorality is in contradiction to the teachings of Christ. This passage has become evidence further exposing the truth of how this testament was the work of the Antichrist. And present day followers of Catholicism are teaching the acceptance of sexual immorality, particularly homosexuality among its clergy and followers. While it might serve to further prove that Jesus was a human being who needed repentance the same as any other human being, It is entirely blasphemous for the author of this testimony to suggest that Christ tenderly loved a man, and it unequivocally proves that such inclusions were made by the pagan Roman heretic who wanted to attribute sexual immorality to Christ. The absence of a name in the passage also has the purpose to fraudulently suggest that this other disciple was the Apostle John in an effort to insult him also. The disciple John is being discredited as a homosexual by this insinuation and he was the apostle most gifted with the greatest prophecy known to mankind in the revelations which is a text the heretic catholics will deny is coming to pass in this day and age prepare yourselves for the coming of the lord the next note is about the admission of verse 9 the parenthetic element was an obvious dramatic device known in literature as an aside it was a statement of needless sarcasm and had a pagan curse which does not tell the truth. It also had the purpose of being a bit of pridefulness on the part of the Satanists who created this text. The insinuation is that nobody will know the truth about resurrection because of how they perverted the telling of it all with the lie of Lazarus's resurrection. The truth is that resurrection is not possible unless the spirit of the person being resurrected has been transfigured to be eternal. There are only three humans in the history of mankind that have been transfigured to be eternal, Jesus, Elijah, and Enoch. Jesus did not resurrect Lazarus from the dead because it was not possible without transfiguration of his spirit to be eternal. On the day of judgment, all the souls of men will be judged, and only those who have truthfully repented in baptism and accepted the Holy Spirit will be resurrected as spirits who will ascend into heaven to be given new life on a new earth elsewhere in the universe which has been the place prepared by Jesus who has gone there after his ascension. The next note is about verse 15. This verse is a evidence of fraudulent editorialization. It is illogical that a gardener would have gone into the tomb. And there is no reason for an assumption to be made that Mary was thinking the man in the darkness of the tomb was a gardener. While the inclusion of this detail might have been intended to create a dramatic moment in a truly fictionalized telling of the life of Christ, it does make for profound reasoning that this testimony should be omitted from the text of the New Testament in its entirety. However, that would surely perturb many admirers of the facts that remain consistent within the testimony regardless of its overwhelmingly fraudulent content as a whole. Depaganizing the testimony will help many to know God's eternal truth within this testimony, but those who reject the Holy Spirit will never understand it. The next note is about the omission of verses 19-32. through The passage omitted was a completely fraudulent editorialization having the intent to cause disbelief in the fact that Jesus was resurrected. The ability to walk through walls is fraudulent and Christ did not breathe on his disciples to give them the Holy Spirit. God Almighty is the Holy Spirit and it is not something given to anyone by breathing on or into them. The disciples would not receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit until the day of Pentecost but the pagan heretics did not know or believe that the event occurred. It is also the pagan Catholics today who deny the event of Pentecost. And they also deny the gifts of the Holy Spirit because they still believe that God is a magical power. The fraud within this omitted text was a curse that blasphemed the Holy Spirit and it has been removed. The next note is about the omission of verse 14. The statement, This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead, has been omitted for being an attempt to validate previous false testimonies about the appearance of Jesus as though he were only an apparition. The supposition had the purpose to propose a false belief in the undead of restless spirits who roam the earth as ghosts. While the book of Enoch clearly says that the spirits of the Nephilim remain on earth as demons who torment the souls of sinners and murderers, the pagan Romans worship those demons as false gods. So this false theology originates in the pagan worship of demonic spirits. The next note explains the mission of verses 20-24. through The fraud within the omitted text insinuated that the apostle John has never died and is still alive on earth. Everlasting life is being cursed as a fraud by this insinuation because the paganized meaning is that the human body would never die. Everlasting life is not the eternal life of the flesh. It is the eternal existence of the spirit or soul upon being resurrected on judgment day. The resurrection of Jesus in the flesh had the purpose of proving God's true power of giving new life in the flesh to an everlasting spirit. Because Jesus was transfigured to be eternally spiritual, His body was healed, and he was revivified by the Archangel Raphael. According to the Book of Enoch, Noah may have been the fourth human being in history to have received everlasting life in a transfiguration event the same as Enoch, Elijah, and Jesus. But his human body only lived for approximately 1,000 years longer to ensure the survival of species after the Great Flood. The human body does not live forever. The other supposition being made about the text is that John was cursed to live forever on earth in the flesh for his betrayal of Jesus. Regardless of what this passage insinuated, it has been removed to depaganize the text. The last note for this episode in four-part podcast series is about verse 25, which says, Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. The statement is obvious hyperbole, but it may be the only truthful thing written. the pagan editor of this testimony because Jesus has done and continues to do many things in the lives of people who believe in this message of repentance and acceptance of the Holy Spirit. Well, that is all for this podcast series on the depaganization of the Gospels. Before I make this text available for download, I will spend some time revising it a bit more. I have found other examples of paganism to remove after producing some episodes and publishing them. I will make the text available for free as a PDF download on the Polyet Lotion Publishing website as soon as I can. Be sure to subscribe to the Polyet Lotia Publishing YouTube channel to get notifications on new podcast series and check there for updates about the website and other offerings at Polyet Lotia Publishing. We leverage modern communications technology in arts, entertainment, and information for the benefit of a future ready audience and to disseminate God's eternal truth. The depaganization of the New Testament will continue. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.